You are listening to episode 130 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. Who's the casino? Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? On a gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. Now, I'm not sure if you were able to tell or, I mean, if this is news to you, I hope it's not shocking to anybody, but I wanted to make a confession. I may have had a few drinks last week. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing more amusing than editing a show that you have slim to no recollection of. (laughs) (laughs) And you may be the ultimate wingman when it comes to somebody who's drunk, because you were just the right amount of encouragement. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But still keeping me relatively on track. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Steering a a ship or a car that's careening out of control. (laughs) Without a steering wheel. Right. Well done, sir. Well done. (laughs) Uh, And something else that I wanted to put out there... um, We've talked a lot about 360 Vegas Vacation 2 and that, you know, we want to make sure that it's the best that it can be and we don't just want to, you know, roll out the same thing over and over again or whatever. I want to make crystal clear, I'm not criticizing the Vegas Internet Mafia family picnic. That's not the point I'm making. What I'm trying to say by making zero comparison whatsoever is exactly what I said. I think what we did was awesome. I think we can do it better. That's, that's all I'm trying to say. I don't, I don't want people reading between the lines like there's some whatever. There isn't. <laughs> Let's just put that on, on, a, on Front Street. Yep. But right, it, out, right out there. And then the last thing I wanted to share, I stumbled upon this week. Yeah, those of you who enjoy streaming Netflix, you can check out a new Vegas documentary of sorts called uh, Player Secrets of a Vegas Whale. It's a story of Don Johnson, not, not that guy but another guy who's made millions playing blackjack, and he's not a card counter. It's a really good show. Well, it's a pretty good show. It was enjoyable, but it was made in 2014. So it's not like all the various other... It's not real outdated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. uh, I I thought it was good. So those of you who enjoy Netflix, enjoy. I may actually go check it out. Um, Speaking of Netflix, but not at all in any way, shape, or form related to Vegas, uh, have you watched House of Cards at all? Oh, yes, Brian. We are fucking hook line and sinker oh, on that thing fantastic it's, show oh it's phenomenal deserves every reward i can't wait for season three now oh it's so good yeah. love it uh, cool absolutely. all right sir well you got a random vegas for us let's have it as always brian prize fighting was illegal in the u.s until 1987 that's not right 1887 maybe <laughs> jesus christ i'm horrible there's an 87 at some point. You fucking scumbag. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess 1887 because 1987, that doesn't, that doesn't seem very long at all. But Doesn't anyway, Nevada became the first state to legalize it. I found that from a book called Chronicles of Old Vegas. Now, let's let's not criticize them for the shitty date. That's that's me. 
<laughs> it's weird reading a book and doing a show because there's a lot of there's a lot of things where you know you're just reading and you're enjoying the story or what you're learning and then you're like oh oh fuck I gotta write that down you know that, that's really interesting yeah. to do that so you end up you have to kind of play this middle of the road where you don't find yourself not reading the book at all but just mm-hmm. kind of looking for in- interesting information and no that's a good one too yeah, that's a good one especially since Vegas is like kind of the mecca for boxing you know? yeah absolutely. All right, and on to the Vegas Meet review of the week. This week's review is Michael Simon's April 12th review of Not Dragon... the chef, but... No, no. Just well, the random human, right. Michael Simons. <laughs> but he did a review on April 12th of Dragon Noodle Company at Monte Carlo, gave it four out of five chips. Yeah, Michael wrote, it is the same Chinese food you have had a million times before, but made with a little better ingredients and much better dining vibe. I'm assuming he means the ambiance in the restaurant, perhaps? Uh, we went for the twelve ninety five lunch special, and for being on the strip, this is a great value dining option. The service was great, and the food was served quick and very hot. <laughs> I had it. That's uh, how I love it. Right. <laughs> quick and very hot. That's, <laughs> however, your wife's not a giant fan. <laughs> yeah. Well, the same can be said for many things, but as long as it's quick and very hot. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed a... Uh, it's one of those things we were at 360 Vegas Vacation, and, and I was... I was wrecked. <laughs> I needed Big surprise there. Yeah, I, I needed not only food. I needed something that was pretty much as bland as it could possibly be. <laughs> and I just remember strolling up to Dragon Noodle at Monte Carlo. Can I get like a bucket of steamed rice? That is what I asked for. Was just steamed rice. <laughs> and they're like, do you want anything else? Just steamed rice and soy sauce. That's all I need. <laughs> That's funny. I was a guess. I was, that was totally a guess. Yeah. Well, there you go. You know me well. <laughs> sure do. You. All right. How about the Twipping of the Week? This week's winner comes to us from at Debbie Sandage. Sandage? <laughs> Sandage? What is it? Sandage. 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 <laughs> uh, regardless, for it's a really great picture of the Neon Boneyard at night. Now, this picture was posted earlier in the week, and... At the moment I saw it, I was like, "Oh, this is this is definitely a winner." You know, there's uh, nobody's going to compete with this. And then, of course, people who seem to have the kind of eye that that attracts me as far as is Vegas pictures or whatnot. Uh, Lisa MP22 and John Colston started posting a shit ton of pictures. I'm like, "God damn it!" <laughs> <laughs> but I still felt that this one was uh, uh, something I hadn't seen before, so we went with this. The picture shows a long stretch of signs lined by the horseshoe, stardust, sassy sally, and punctuated by a fully functioning La Concha sign. It's good to see that they're making that effort, at least in some cases, to use colored exterior filters to illuminate the non-functioning signs, but seeing the La Concha light up the way that she's supposed to be lit up, I, I, I really, really hope that this is the direction they go for. I know they're nonprofit, or I think they're nonprofit. They were nonprofit. I don't, I don't know. Whatever. But I, I really hope this is the direction they go. I can't imagine how much it costs to run those things. But it, it's really cool, it, especially in the picture when you see the contrast between the the way it's supposed to be and the way you're lighting it. So, mm-hmm. but regardless, yeah, no. I thought it was really awesome. To me, it kind of looked like what I would imagine if uh, you know I, I I die and then I you know how you make the the long walk or whatever to heaven. You're like going. It's lined by all these old Vegas signs. It's amazing. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> uh, but regardless, right. it's a really great picture, and we thank Deb for sharing it. 
Indeed. As always, we'll link to it on our blog. We'll put it on the Flickr and Pinterest pages, feature on our Facebook and Google Plus pages, the Twitter header, as well as the enhanced version of the show. All right, let's move on to the news. So we're going to start off with a 360 Vegas show change announcement. Yeah, we've said from day one that we take listener support, monetary support very seriously. And we've always wanted to wisely allocate it to help make the show as good as it can possibly be. Now, one of the unique options our show offers is the very popular enhanced podcast segment, which breaks the show into chapters complete with photos related to what we're talking about, as well as web links and, you know, to more information, to a story or whatever. Now, the problem with that format is the files are larger and it does take longer to download, as well as it comes in Apple's M4A format as opposed to just a standard audio file known as MP3. Mm -hmm. Now, when we first started the show, we used the same feed to create both versions because we the current audio package that we have the primary show on is actually more than we could pretty much ever need, at least for a weekly show. I mean, we would have to just get bonkers ridiculous with the enhancements on this to ever come anywhere. I don't think we've even come close to half of it, Brian, ever in a mm-hmm. month. So we originally used to use that, but then, you know, it was kind of bushly because if you subscribe to the feed, while we were able to control what Apple displayed as the official, you know, you didn't see two versions of the show on Apple, if you subscribe to the feed, which pretty much everybody who uses any kind of app ties directly into the feed, you basically get two versions of the show every week, mm-hmm. and it was kind of bushly. So for us to be able to offer you the mp3 feed we needed to have a second feed we had to pay for a second feed and it was one of those things that every time we analyzed the cost of the show it's always the first thing that came up was like do we really need this and we wanted to make it as easy as possible for you to listen to the show but continuing to carry that seemed less and less reasonable when you consider all the other options so thanks to listener keith johnson we finally have the courage to understand that basically anybody who's downloaded an MP3 is is more than tech savvy enough to be able to take an M4A file, which is the enhanced podcast file, and convert it for free, by the way. These are all over the internet, but convert it into an MP3 feed. So that's what we're going to do. We've been silently testing the M4A download file for a couple of months, and we've had little to no feedback except for Keith Johnson. So what we're finally going to do is we're going to shut down the MP3 feed for good. We're going to have to go through a period of transition where, because if we just shut down the MP3 feed, if anybody goes to try and do back catalog stuff, if I don't tie it to M4A, you're not getting anything at all. It's just going to be a dead feed. You can currently enjoy the show via iTunes, streaming on the blog, Stitcher, and various podcast apps, both that support and do not support the enhanced version of the podcast. We really hope this isn't too much of a pain in the ass. We really thank Keith a whole lot for reassuring us. We really hope that that you support us in this because ultimately we will kowtow to whatever it is that you whine about. You know, and ultimately if it comes down to, you know, you having difficulty listening to the show, you know, just let us know and we'll we'll make the adjustments necessary. Absolutely, absolutely. It'd be a lot easier to to learn from mistakes and correct them as opposed to it just I I honestly think we're gonna be fine. I, I 
we carried this for 130 episodes, and mm-hmm. at this point, I think it's kind of wasteful. And I want to mm-hmm. make sure that there are other places we can we can put the listener support towards, and that's what we would like to do. Absolutely. Yep. All right. With that out of the way, we've got we've got our first Vegas-related story, which is the St. Regis Resurrection. Well, Brian, we're all about Vegas, so I would say that's mm-hmm. Vegas-related. Yeah, absolutely it is. All right. So St. Regis, Las Vegas. I'm just talking about news specifically. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Las Vegas Sands shared that they are currently in the developmental stages of determining how to move forward with the incomplete structure currently wrapped to look complete. For those of you unfamiliar, after Palazzo was complete and the market thought creating condos in Vegas was a good way to print money, Las Vegas Sands began construction on their own version of that concept with plans to have St. Regis Hospitality Group run it. It was to be located in between the two properties right off the strip. However, when the economy collapsed, the condo market evaporated. Not wanting to drop any more money into their condo project, Las Vegas Sands shut down construction as part of a cost-cutting measure along with delaying some Macau developments. Because it's tough to think of a property as luxury and have a half-built building on the strip, you know, sporting the metal bones of your bad ideas on display to everybody. <laughs> the property invested a million dollars in the current wrap that's around it to make it look convincingly enough to be completed and part of the structure. Mm-hmm. Now, five years later, they still haven't resolved the situation. So the property made it clear that they don't intend to move forward with condos. Timeshares don't seem to be reasonable, and considering the Venetian Palazzo complex has 7,000 rooms to fill between the two of them, expanding the hotel doesn't seem like a good idea either. So in short, they want to do something, they just don't know what they're going to do with it. So as more details become available, we'll be sure to share them with you. What the fuck could you do with that? I have no idea. I can't I, I can't wrap my head around it. I mean... I mean, tear a lot it, of a lot of space wasted. It almost makes sense to just tear it down. I mean, yeah. I hate to say that, but what are you going to do with it? Yeah, you're not going to get the occupancy that you need to justify it. Right. And certainly not put any money, any more money into it. So. You know, what? it almost makes more sense. Like, as as we've been known to do frequently, is it make com- Disney comparisons? It almost makes more sense to turn that into like one giant apartment for Sheldon Adelson or for like the super <laughs> high rollers or something like that it almost makes more sense for that than anything else mm-hmm. it's not going to happen though <laughs> no, no. sort of semi related uh, there there was a show that um, my wife was watching on Netflix it's called The Queen of Versailles and basically it's about the guy who owns Westgate uh, obviously Planet Hollywood was previously right. uh, Planet Hollywood Westgate the guy who owns Westgate Resorts which is a huge it's a huge timeshare company right uh, that has timeshares all over you know for for people who don't know popular timeshare locations all over the country and it kind of showed the life that they kind of went through this real lavish over the top you know luxury lifestyle that they had and then when the economy crashed as you know we kind of alluded to in the story he had everything, I mean, he put everything he had into this Westgate property, you know, that was kind of connected to uh, Planet Hollywood. Right. And how it totally, it almost bankrupted him completely. It, I mean, they were building like a 30,000 square foot house in Florida. They had private jets. And um, it was really interesting just to see how, like, how booming that timeshare and condo and purchasing livings. A property for yourself to live in in Vegas, how that whole thing just totally the bottom fell, you know, the bottom completely fell out of well, that whole thing. I mean, look what it did to everybody. I mean, when you mm-hmm. consider, I mean, boy, and as a matter of fact, one of the things that's really interesting about that that uh, show I was telling you about that's available on Netflix right now mm-hmm. is they talk about how 
literally these guys were like condos, man, printing cash. It's going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. And how it just destroyed the strip because so many people were like, holy shit, this is a sure thing. Push all the chips in. And they fucking lost their asses yep. on it. Yep. So. It's amazing. It's yep. amazing that the impact that it's had, too. Big time. You just see all these hollow shells of what could be amazing properties. Well, right, right. I mean, it, it's at least in City Center's case, you know, you right. see these beautiful buildings. They're empty. Nobody's staying in them. I mean, or right. at least, you know, not anywhere what they had hoped originally. But, sure. you know, you still get to see the buildings. But when you see, like, Fontainebleau barely finished, you know, you see the in nothing at, at Frontier. And you see the, you know, Echelon project sitting there and in, in, like, 5% done. It's, it just, oh, it's just, it, yeah, it's horrific. Yep. Maybe not horrific. It's just not, and it's not attractive. <laughs> I, I might have exaggerated on that. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> We're known to do that from time to time here. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on. Uh, there has been an inglorious end to the Harmon. Yes. And you're going to talk about it. I, I will. The LA Times is reporting that when MGM is finally allowed to destroy the Harmon, it won't be via implosion. Instead, opting for a floor-by-floor -floor dismantling of the whole thing. <laughs> now, major concerns regarding safety to visitors and nearby buildings, the crystals, as well as Cosmopolitan, have been voiced since it was revealed MGM's desire to destroy the Harmon rather than to finish it. Now, ultimately, dismantling was decided because it's really just the lesser of two evils, and I can really see this becoming an issue 25, 30 years down the road when people want to replace Cosmopolitan and all these other right-on-the-strip places, like... What are you, you going to do? Are you going to block that? I mean, you'd basically have to shut off that side of the road because they're right on the street. Yeah, how are you going to do that? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense exactly. at all. Exactly. And I, I wonder if they, it's, you know, we will, specifically when it comes to those properties, if we won't see the end of the ability to do implosions because mm -hmm. of that. But who knows? We'll see. Who knows? By that time, we may have some very advanced ways of demolishing a building. I know. Like, like the black hole demolition. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, it's super clean. You don't have to clean it. Nothing. Just boom. Done. Start. Prepare the antimatter. <laughs> right. <laughs> we need to get rid of a casino. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit. Too much. A little dabble do you. That's right. All right. Well, moving on. We do have an update on the Jubilee show. Part damage control, part PR spin. It was announced this week that in the wake of largely negative reviews, show savior Frank Gaston has decided to, quote, move on from Bally's Jubilee production to pursue other opportunities instead of sticking around and fixing the mess he made of the show. <laughs> yeah. It was reported that the show will continue on in its current incarnation and will leave changes in the hands of the new directors who just so happened to be the previous directors. <laughs> <laughs> Therein lies the sort of update. Right. However, what happened next is a pretty good indication of the direction that they will go because they made the announcement that Frank Gaston was leaving on Tuesday. And on Wednesday, Bally posted an open casting call for male and female dancers and singers to be held the next day, Thursday, from 2 to 4. <laughs> Look for an announcement of a return to the old show very soon. And unfortunately, I would imagine 10 years tops before this thing is dead and gone. Yeah. Yeah. It's the end of an era. No one cares. Yeah. Sometimes you got to put the old cow out to pasture. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, and in our final story for this week, uh, the Cosmopolitan is for sale. Yeah, this is this isn't really news as much as an update because mm -hmm. Deutsche Bank only owns Cosmopolitan because it foreclosed on the original owner and simply hasn't been able to find someone who would purchase it from them. However, Bloomberg, Bloomberg, 
Bloomberg. <laughs> I mean, it's Bloomberg. It, you know, I call. It, I've, I've known him for a while. It's it's a childhood nickname, Bloomberg. Yeah, you guys go way back. That's right. It's a old guy. But regardless, he said. Uh, <laughs> They're reporting this week that the bank is now in talks with at least four parties to sell the property for between 1.5 to 2 billion, or about half of what they've got into it between the 3.5 billion it costs to build it and the 100 million it loses a year in operation since 2008. Oof, I just, I, Matt and I have had this conversation extensively, and I, I really hope it goes this way. All I want is a good owner to come in. Don't fucking bring a Carl Icahn in or a fucking Phil Ruffin. Bring in fucking Richard Branson, man, virgin guy. Come in here, a guy that gives <laughs> a shit. Branson. A guy that gives a shit to run something. That's you what open up a casino resort in space. Oh, you know that was actually a, a, a project at one point that was approved that never got off the ground. It was called Moon. <laughs> it's funny because you say it never got off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> but there you go. <laughs> there. All right. Well, it's time for prop bets, Stu. Um, Stu's well, prop bets. Yeah, let's just get right into it. Uh, right. Formerly poor, before that, BB Kings. And before that, Karibe. Is that Karib or Karib? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say you would know better than I would. <laughs> Karib, Karibe Cafe, Karib Cafe, whatever the fuck. Karibe. Yeah, Karibe. Right. Something. It's a cafe that's Caribbean themed. You get it. Right. <laughs> um, Mirage has begun renovations on the space next to Samba and the Revolution Lounge with plans this time to turn it into a 24-hour coffee shop. Then just make it a Starbucks. Why not? <laughs> right. That's, it, that's the, event, the eventual evolution of it. Yeah. <laughs> <You Right. mean? laughs> Vegas Chatter did a story on what you can expect at Monte Carlo's new strip frontage restaurant, Yusho. Or Yusho? Yeah, Yusho. Yusho is good enough for me. Work. I won't lie, the pictures alone terrified me, so if you're interested, <laughs> <laughs> we will have a link to that story on the blog, Brian. Do you want to share in our fear? <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or mock my... Uh, I suck at food. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. It's old hat. It's old hat. <laughs> you, just, you just don't do it real good. No. Yeah. And we will do anything we can to get more traffic to our location. Hard Rock announced this week that they are partnering with PT Entertainment Group and will now allow the Slot Parlors Players Club members to use their points at Hard Rock. PT's parent company owns 43 taverns in Nevada and are only licensed to operate a max 15 slots per location. This is actually the first partnership of this kind. Sad, Brian, is what it is. <laughs> Stooping to a new level. Right. Like, please come visit us, please. Come on, guys, guys, right. now, guys. <laughs> It was confirmed this week that MGM will partner with Hakazan to design, develop, and manage non-gaming hotels around the world under the Bellagio, Hakazan, MGM Grand, and Skyloft brands. The first locations on their radar are New York, Beverly Hills, and London. Don't care. Nope. In an attempt to counter the inevitable awful reviews that we'll get, Guy Fieri decided to stack the deck and invite 20 Yelp reviewers to be the first to experience the food it is at his soon-to-open Vegas restaurant at the Quad, as well as a nice little meet-and-greet. See, and this is the weird thing, and I know people have said shit about this before. I look at Guy like I look at Gordon Ramsay. I don't really care if his food is amazing. His dyed white hair and skunked facial hair are just pathetic advertisements of his fucking douchery that it drives me insane, <laughs> and I refuse to use my disposable income to fucking support that. And that's, I just, I, I have no respect for people who have a gimmick like screaming at people or dyed facial hair to be famous as opposed to just, you know, 
resting on your laurels. So. See, I don't know. I don't. I see you and I are. We see eye to eye on the whole Gordon Ramsay thing. While I may agree that Guy Fieri looks like hell, I, he doesn't seem like a bad guy. Oh, I mean. you know. Well, see, and that's the weird thing is that I don't necessarily think that he's. I mean, he's not nearly as douchey as the majority of the people on the Vegas Strip alone. But I, I just, it's that dyed hair. I just can't get past it. I just can't, can't get over it. The man. fact that he's, he's also like, yeah, man, we're, we're hanging out here, having a good time. Like, oh, fucking, are you an MG, uh, MTV VJ? Is that what you are? See, I don't know. I See, like, when I watch, like, um, Triple D on yeah, yeah. Food Network, I love that show. Mm-hmm. I don't really make a strong, concerted effort to watch it. But if it's on and there's nothing else on, I'm like, God damn, this show makes me hungry. And, you know, I do enjoy watching it. And he doesn't really bother me that much. I can see where right. the problem might be, I can totally understand it. You know, um, but yeah. I don't know. It doesn't. It it, it it doesn't. It doesn't bother me that much. Probably one of those things where that facial hair has got me so distracted that I've spent little to no time actually paying attention to him. And if I actually made the effort for a good five minutes of it, this guy's pretty cool. Yeah, Gordon Ramsay can. <laughs> yeah, Gordon Ramsay's a sack. He's a giant ass. Vidara has been added to the options of rewards on My Vegas. Cost of a comp night in one of their lofts, 1.5 million points. Brian, that is more than you needed to control the the songs at the Fountains of Bellagio. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're revisiting that abortion again. Yes, uh, other comp options are available. Have you seen what, well, prior to this bullshit, uh, what the the super high-end thing is now? I actually think it's kind of clever. I haven't looked at that in a long time. I don't give a shit about Facebook anymore, to be honest with you. Well, I'm kind of with you. I only stick with this thing because I'm like, oh, shit, I get, I get free Vegas stuff. Yeah, no, I don't know. I just, there's other things I'd rather do. I don't know. See, I started using Facebook back when. Well, I know. We've was, talked about this. You're yeah. fucking, like, Facebook when it was college. Like, like yeah, if you, if you saw that movie, The Social Network, when it first started jumping out, Brian was part of those people that was on that. Yeah, like because you had to have a college email address to even register. If you right. were just a nor- if you were trying to register with a normal email address, it was gonna you weren't allowed to use it. It was yeah, yeah. just for college students. Yep. That's when I started using it. So by the time it got mainstream, I was like, I, I got bored with that like six months ago. Right, right. Not to say that I'm like ahead of the curve. I'm just saying like I started using it early, so I got bored with it early. Well, and especially if it doesn't evolve, like because you got to see it in its infancy and and mm-hmm. being a tech guy, you know, the evolution of it was exciting to watch. And then it yeah. gets to a point where it's refinements and you're like, eh, you're not really doing anything that interests yeah. me. So. They've done some cool things with it. I mean, a lot of it now is just, you know, it's to make money, and that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, You know, and like I said, I'm I'm trying, I don't mean to humble brag about it. I just, you know. I moved on because I started so early with it. That's all. Right, right. No, but they, the only point I was I was trying to make that I I really like their top prize prior to this, which is I think it's for like a million and a half. You can get a wedding package at MGM Grand. See, that's pretty cool. Actually. Right. See, that's really cool. I like that. Yeah, yeah, big time. Yep. Vital Vegas is reporting that Binion's Outdoor Fremont Street Experience Bar, Cowgirl Up Cantina, is now open. There you go. <laughs> and lastly, and there I won't. Right. <laughs> Lastly, rumors are careening out of control, Brian, that Cromwell, (laughs) that they will open their doors this Monday, April 21st at 4 p.m., a month before the announced official opening date of May 21st. Is that a soft, flaccid opening? You see, and you and I are just not fans of the the flaccid, the weak, the non-erect. As you you so eloquently put it last week, we prefer the rock-hard (laughs) diamond-cutting. That dude, that cracked me up, man. You got, oh, I, believe me, I heard. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna reuse that uh, and claim it as my own because I like not? it so much. <laughs> I 
gladly share. I, I gladly forfeit it to you. <laughs> now, if this happens, it appears that neither Dre's Rooftop Pool Club or Giada's Restaurant will open as they still appear to be under construction. Yeah, so there you go. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll do it for news and prop bets. Let's move on to playing Vegas. Vegas entertainment opportunities in Vegas outside of the normal residencies we have for you. Monday through Sunday, Rich Voss is at the Brad Garrett Comedy Club at MGM. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets will start at 53 bucks. Friday, Tracy Morgan is at Treasure Island. His show is going to start at 9 p.m. Tickets start at $55. And Dead Mouse is performing at XS Nightclub at Encore. Show starts at 10 p.m. Tickets run 53 for ladies, 88 for guys. And Friday through Sunday, Jason Alexander is at Harris. Show starts at 9 p.m. Tickets will start at 50 bucks. That's going to do it for Playing Vegas. Let's move on to Vegas deals. to save you some money in your in planning your trip to Vegas or while you're in Vegas, we have Vegas deals. Starting off the list for this week, every Friday, Crave offers $25 all-you-can-drink specials. Cover is completely free. Doors open at 1030 in their new location across the street from Monte Carlo. No better way to become a party favor than all-you-can-drink at a gay bar, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Guests staying at the Flamingo or the Quad get $5 off tickets to the High Roller with your room key. Yes, and speaking of high roller, there's a locals deal. Kids under 12 ride the high roller for free with the purchase of one adult ticket. And lastly, we've got a survey out there. We want to know, do you enjoy the Vegas Deals segment? As we said with the listener support that we receive monetarily, we also want to hear from you to find out if if we're... Because all this is coming from the gut, like, oh, fuck, I think people would like this. And then Mm -hmm. it kind of gets to a point you're going... Do I? Am I the only one that likes this? You know, and, you know, sometimes just to keep things fresh, too. And, you know, it's not changing the format by any means, but right. just the content. And sometimes some of these segments may be getting a little long in the tooth. Right. Well, and in, in some cases, we really just need reassurement. They're like, no, no, no. People like it. Like, okay. No, this we is just good. Double keep check. doing this. Yeah. yeah. That's all we're looking for. So we've got a survey on the blog. Uh, three options. Yes, I enjoy. Or uh, do you? Do. So we've got a survey. <laughs> on... <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> Do you enjoy the Vegas Deals segment? we got three options. Yes, I enjoy the segment. It's entertaining. Yes, I've actually taken advantage of a room or deal on there. Or just straight up no. We're going to keep the survey up for one month to give everyone a chance to weigh in. And uh, so far, it's about even. We will continue to monitor, of course. We, and, uh, we, that wasn't really a riveting update. but no. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to work something out. I know, trying to deal with the abortion I just threw at you. <laughs> Brian, make this funny. Brian, go. (laughs) Just uh, participate, and uh, we'll see what happens. Your results matter. Yay. All right. Well, that's going to do it for Vegas Deals. Let's move on to coming attractions. All right. Coming attractions, much like playing Vegas, is 
entertainment opportunities, but kind of further along down the line, we're just giving you a heads up on those opportunities. Starting off for this week, Stephen Stills is performing at the House of Blues at Mandalay Bay on Saturday, May 31st. Show starts at 7.30. Tickets will start at 40 bucks. Grateful Dead's Bob Weir and Rat Dog are performing at the Perlet Palms Saturday, July 5th. Show's going to start at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $50. Mark Anthony is the next artist announced to perform in Planet Hollywood's Access Theater. The show is on Saturday, September 13th, and it will start at 9.30 p.m. Tickets are starting out at $114. And lastly, the Billboard Music Awards will be at the MGM Grand Sunday, May 18th. The show is going to start at 5 p.m. Tickets start at 102. Don't forget, you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists who report on our coming attractions calendar on the blog. All right, that'll do it for coming attractions. Let's move on to some listener feedback. We started off with a PayPal donation from our good buddy, Prop Stu. Stu, uh, uh, I don't think a lot of people know this, Brian. Uh, Stuart actually inspired Prop Bets. Yes, <laughs> and he continues to every week. <laughs> all, the, all the time. Like, specifically, Stuart's, all, all the time. Stuart's feedback encouraged us not only to, to come up with a segment, but to actually use the name Prop Bets. I was like, how does that even work? That doesn't make any sense, Stu. And he's like, it's going to work. Just fucking do it. And I'm like, all right, fine, man. You're the man. <laughs> Props do. What are you going to do? <laughs> he offered us some wonderful, wonderful comments this week. He did. What, what, what were those, Brian? Share those. Yes. Props do writes, I understand that your first gay porno film is out soon. Mark and Brian linked at last a ride on the high boner. <laughs> 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 I know it's going to sell out fast, so I thought I'd send you my pre-order money. <laughs> first, first off, our, our first gay porn? I think you're uh, presuming a little bit too much there, sir. And uh, second, thank you. We are accepting pre-orders. That's very, that's very smart about of you. Mark and Brian, the lost tapes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe too close of friends. <laughs> yes, definitely too close of friends. Mark and Brian, two become one. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, Fun times. Yeah, and you know, I think this is just an idea, and you know, you, you can feel free to. Are you, you gonna know. pitch me our first gay porno? <laughs> like, I have a storyline, Mark. Just hold on before you say no. Just well, listen. You know, I've I've got a lot of ideas in the hopper, but <laughs> uh, no, actually, what I was gonna suggest was show related, and I think that you know, Stewart's generosity seems to <laughs> to know no limits. No, no, not at all. So I think that due to that generosity, we should now. Prop bets should no longer just be simply prop bets. It should be Stuart Pointer presents. <laughs> and you know, we don't have to make a decision now. We should probably we should probably test that out. Let's we'll put feelers out there, see what people think about it. Well, maybe we'll do a survey or it's a, it's, on, we'll it's only poll. fair that we we give the man who helped inspire such a such a riveting segment. It's huge. It's it's vastly popular. <laughs> Not only by Stu, but the people who enjoy our shows love it. So I, I think I think it's only fitting that we pay tribute to the man that inspired it all. All of Stuart it. Stuart Pointer. You, Stuart Pointer. Stuart Pointer presents. <laughs> all right, well, we get some emails, too. Yeah, we should probably get to those. Yeah. Uh, the first one is for from Randy Cooper. Cooper? Apologize, Randy, if I'm saying your last name wrong, but... I'm an idiot, so we'll just chalk it up to that. Uh, Randy writes, hello, gentlemen. I just listened to your most recent podcast, and you were curious why it took me a little while to take to your podcast. I can't remember exactly when I found your podcast, but I think it was about a year ago, 
I love the format immediately, and I still think you provide the most detailed information. When I started listening, you seem to change co-hosts frequently, uh, Brian, Matt, Karen. I don't think that this is a negative thing, but connecting with the hosts is one of the components for me to connect with your podcast. I really don't know if I made any sense explaining this. No, he did. Totally. I know yeah, exactly absolutely. what he's talking about. Yep. He also went on to say, I think the one thing I had to get over was the amount of swearing in your podcast. <laughs> right. Yeah, either you love it or you hate it or you just grow to love it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, initially, it rubbed me the wrong way. I'm over it now. But I thought your interview with Dr. Dave Schwartz was awesome, and it seemed that there was much less swearing. <laughs> yeah, you kicked up the professionalism a notch there. There's a there's a reason. <laughs> Dr. Dave is the face of UNLV and mm-hmm. various other reputable uh, media outlets. <laughs> and yeah. It it was not specifically, but implicitly, I think is the word I'm looking for, implied that it'd probably be a good idea. Yeah, tone it down a little bit. There were less inappropriate. But I got to say, I was thrilled when I said I was going to suck his dick. (laughs) 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 I couldn't couldn't fight that one. (laughs) But no, that's really interesting and insanely flattering. Thank you so much. He actually went on to share all the shows that he listens to, but I thought it'd be better if we just keep that to ourselves because I thought it was a bit gauche to share. Like, this guy thinks we're better than all these people. What do you think of that? Suck it. We have have respect for our, uh, our fellow podcasters we, in the biggest internet community so but his uh his email was insanely flattering and thank you thank you so much that that is interesting the one thing that brian and i did and we've said this many times before this show ultimately number one was just two buddies trying to get together you say it every episode which is fine with me yeah it does seem to be to be pretty common but we have new listeners all the time so yep. it's it's important that we we kind of share that that part of of That's us absolutely right so this Brian and I used to live in Chicago together, and it, it's one of those things where you know you meet people in your life uh, that that you know mean so much to you that you don't want to lose track of them. And Brian and I have a tendency to do exactly that. You know, when yeah, you're we not... we really rub each other the right way, <laughs> all the right ways. Johnny Gill's thrilled, but <laughs> we inspired that song. I don't know if you guys knew that. <laughs> Don't don't try and figure the timeline out because it's it's gonna just gonna get confusing. It's just but, it gets it gets a little yeah. Just, yeah, it gets just a little trust us. Everything we say is true. Just take it for face, at face value. Right. <laughs> but Brian and I came up with the idea to do a show, and it just evolved into a Vegas show. And the number one thing that we wanted to do, and if you ever find a reason to torture yourself to listen to the first couple episodes <laughs> of this yeah. show, you'll hear what we were like when we were trying to be a show that we thought people wanted to hear, and, and it didn't really work not, not what we wanted to do. Well, either. the funny thing is, is that, like we've said this before, too, the show became what it is because we forgot we were supposed to not swear and do stuff. Right. <laughs> we were just right. hanging out together and just cracking each other up, and that's really what it boils down to. And we know it's pretty aggressive. We knew at some point our sense of humor and our language and whatnot was going to be a deterrent to some people. There's a I, threshold, absolutely. I think, I think we just accepted that, that it's like, you know what, I would rather get together and make you laugh and just be who we are as people because that's the one thing anybody who's gone to 360 biggest vacation will tell you it's like you meet me it's basically an extension of the show it's exactly the same you're not missing anything i mean i'm not i'm not putting on any airs whatsoever same thing with karen i mean it's when we do 360 vegas reviews that's really the conversation karen and i have all the time we just 
I don't know. We have, we have a good time uh, arguing with each other. And and the thing you don't see, obviously, via audio is giant grins, you know, across their yeah. face because we're just giving each oh, other yeah. shit. Yeah, and, and some people may even find it a little uncomfortable if they if they don't know you. Right. For me, I'm just, I'm laughing the whole time because I know exactly what that looks like right. there because <laughs> I've been around it so much. Well, I'm the um, worst. I can't, I, I have no poker face whatsoever. So yeah, no, <laughs> the, no, second, you, the more aggressive it is, the bigger the grin I have on my face while I'm doing it. <laughs> And it's, you know, one thing I did want to address, and for those of you who haven't listened to the show a long time, a lot of the shifting around of, of co-hosts with largely due in part to the crazy, ridiculous schedule I had over the past couple of years. You know, I, I was in school full time. My wife and I had our, our first child. So a lot of that had to do with the fact that I just, I really couldn't devote any time to it. And, right. you know, fortunately, Matt who was doing any up at the time was able to uh, step up and kind of play the co-host for a while mm -hmm. and then obviously it's fun to have karen on the show because you guys have a great synergy being husband and wife of course right right you know and it's nice to you know if i need to step away for some reason that she finds enjoyment and taking part in the show well it's the same thing that i i've tried to explain to all of our river segment contributors and mm -hmm. Matt and, and everybody. I'm like, primarily, this is supposed to be fun. If you're like, fuck, I got to try and make time to do this by going, whoa, 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 whoa. This isn't fun. Why are you doing it? It's not a chore. It's yeah, not it's, supposed to be a chore. It's like, yeah. don't worry about it, man. If you got, you know, if you're not feeling well or, or you, you got something like, ah, fuck, this camera, like, don't worry about it. I'll just grab somebody. We'll have a good time. Yeah. We'll grab them all, right? Yeah. Oh, you know me, bro. <laughs> Police usually become involved at some point. Oh, yes. Inappropriate tends to be a word thrown around. I don't agree with it, but I mean. It's <laughs> anyway, we have a second email. This one from Rob Taylor, a.k.a. at Sky on the Rocks. He writes, Brian mentioned a couple of things that drummed up some memories over the past couple of shows. First, he played against Eddie Curry when Eddie was playing at Thornwood. I went to Thornwood, albeit 23 years before <laughs> Eddie went, but still a connection. Okay, that's pushing it, I know. However, more importantly, assuming the Thornwood thing is remotely important in some way, <laughs> you know what's so great about his email is it's like talking to him. It's, it's like yeah. if, like you listen to us on the show and you meet us, and this is what we sound like. Reading this is like, I swear to God, we have some kind of synergy. Is <laughs> what's going on with this guy. <laughs> but anyway, back to it. Assuming the Thornwood thing is remotely important in some way, I, too, crave jack-in-the-box, primarily the tacos. I love the deep-fried grease effect of the meat substance that's inside. <laughs> they left Chicago around 1981, and the closest I've seen has been St. Louis, Nashville, and now Indianapolis. Yep, which is where I had the most recently, the Indianapolis suburbs. There you go. When in Vegas, I have been known on occasion to treat myself. There is one down the road from the Hard Rock, one across the Silverton, and one around the Orleans. I always wonder why one wasn't on the strip or in any food court property. Mm -hmm. It would make life much easier if I needed a fix. Whenever I grab a cab and tell the attendant that I want to go to the closest jack-in-the-box, he smiles and says, one of those guys, huh? <laughs> so we are not alone in this small world. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah, and like I said, I, I usually do end up enjoying those, of course, with some remorse to follow. But, uh... <laughs> Self-loathing. Yeah, right, right. So that was awesome. Yeah, thanks for the uh, thanks for the email, Rob. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Yep. All right. Well, that's going to do it for episode 130. Thank you all very much for downloading and listening to the show. We appreciate you tolerating us for yet another week. <laughs> right. Uh, if you'd like to check out any of the stories that we referenced on this week's show, you can check out all those links on the blog at 360VegasPodcast.com. 
If you'd like to send us some feedback, just as Rob and Randy did this week, you can do that at 360VegasPodcast at gmail.com. Help others find the show by reviewing us on iTunes, good, bad, or indifferent. We will read all the reviews on the show. And we're all over social media. Uh, well, <laughs> Mark is, anyway. <laughs> Uh, you can find those links on the blog as well. And don't forget, you can support the show when you shop at Amazon. Simply go to the blog, click on the Amazon banner, and go about your purchase. That's it. Nothing else. Before we go for this week, I wanted to wish Tim, a friend of the show from Five Hundy, wish him well, a speedy recovery. He announced uh, this week that he has cancer on his kidney, but it's very localized. It's going to be pretty simple to remove. Actually, Brian and I got to the opportunity to meet Tim in our first yep. and only time. We've been together in Vegas at the same time, and mm-hmm. super great guy, really accommodating. This is a guy who's kind of been on top of the world as far as Vegas podcasting goes. Could have been a huge dick to us coming up as young upstarts and, and you know, really kind of gaining the following that we had to be one of the most popular that are, that are actually out there and mm-hmm. wasn't. Was super supportive, awesome guy became quick friends with him and we wish him nothing but the best speedy recovery absolutely yeah you you've had a lot more interactions with him uh, than i have but you know in the time that we met him the nicest guy and uh absolutely it was a a pleasure meeting him and uh obviously we've been fans of his show for some time too so yeah hopefully things go well and he's uh back up and getting back to 100 as quick as possible yeah very similar to us if you ever have the uh, opportunity to meet tim and michelle in person if you like their personality on the show that's them in real life so yep We wish you well, Tim, and other than that, uh, that's all I got. So we'll see you next week.